Hello and welcome to the Listening Party Revelations podcast. I'm Suze. And I'm Trudy. This is a podcast centred around a social media phenomenon known as Tim's Twitter Listening Party. Each episode we invite guests to share their experiences of attending or hosting listening parties. And this week we're joined by a long-term listening party regular and music lover who has recently become a radio host at his local radio station, Cumbernauld FM, based in North Lanarkshire, Scotland, with his show Airborne Elixir. A big welcome to Alan. Hi, Alan. Hi, Suze. Hello, Trudy. Thank you Hello. very much for having me on board uh, this afternoon, as it were. Yes, great. Yes, welcome. Welcome to our podcast. Finally, finally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, delighted to be here. Uh, looking forward to shooting the breeze with both you wonderful ladies. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> so would you like to start by telling us how you discovered Tim's Twitter listening party and what was the first party you attended? Well, my discovery of the listening parties was actually via Tim himself. I found myself hovering about on Twitter a lot, just as things were developing at an alarming rate last yeah. year. Yeah. I'd always been following Tim. And I just remember seeing a tweet saying, oh, would anyone maybe be up for it if we did, you know, some listening parties? I think it was the night before uh, lockdown was pretty much announced, I think. Yeah. I was like, you know what, I want to do this because he did say that they were going to do some friendly. An album that, I'm, of course, I'm hugely, hugely familiar with. Yeah. One yeah. of the most albums of my life. But I was thinking to myself, you know, like, I dare say a lot of folks over the last decade or so with uh, the introduction of uh, streaming platforms. It's like, when's the last time I listened to that album beginning to end? Yeah, and I true. thought, well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. And then it just kind of really went from there. I wasn't too active on the Twitter side okay. because I had to kind of recalibrate my account somewhat. I was following a lot of rubbish, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. just, yeah. Just a bit of and well, it was kind of March and summertime, there's a lot going on, obviously, you know, just with everybody uh, trying to get used to the new world that we were finding ourselves yeah. into. You know, I've found other things to keep myself busy, but I still was listening in to the parties as they were happening. I wasn't really aware of the, the actual social media phenomenon that they became until, um, you know, a couple of months in. Yeah. And that's when I uh, got acquainted with yourself, Suze. I think that was Yes, that's right. Yes, that. probably April, May. And yeah. yourself, Trudy, that would have been what, close of the year last that year? That was January, yeah. 1st of January, yeah. I turned up. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a live um, Charlatan's Listing Party. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been there from the beginning, but I, I, you know, I'll hold my hand up and say that with regards to my, uh, you know, my interactivity and uh, the social aspect was something I never really took to until sort of August last year. Yeah. And uh, I haven't looked back, to be honest with you. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic. It really has. Who are your favourite new artists or bands discovered at the parties? I'm going to pick one that really stands out for me here. Uh, okay. That would be Lone. It was the Hinterland listening party, which again, I think that was September, October last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Friday evening. And, uh, you know, I was just, I hadn't heard anything from Lone Lady. I'm ashamed to say I hadn't heard any of Julie's stuff before. No. Uh, because yeah. One thing I didn't do over the last few years was, you know, I wasn't one to tune into Radio 6 and stuff. It was oh, okay. six. I was very, you know, I do have a very eclectic taste in music and I listen to lots of different things, but yeah. I think that's one of the beauties of listening parties is there's always something that you're missing. And I oh, certainly yeah. missed one yes. lady. And I thought the Hinterland uh, listening party just completely sold me on her because yeah. not only was the album fantastic and it was an album that I was discovering what would have been five years down the line. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, just their, our insights, our photography, everything about it. I thought, this, I absolutely adore this artist. They're yeah. over the moon to find, to, find, uh, to find Julie via the listening party. So that's the one that really, really stands out without okay. shadow of a doubt. Recently, I'll go, for, go with another female artist, and that would be uh, Julia Shapiro. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I was not aware. I had some exposure to Chastity Belt, uh, yes. the band that was out. Uh, and then when the, the uh, listening party was announced, I noticed, uh, I think it was the, oh, the name of the label escapes me, unfortunately, but I have played tracks from artists that feature on the same label okay. on the radio. I'm going to listen to this one and I, again, completely sold on that. Mm-hmm. So, so far, it's like a, a new solo project goes for me. And Julia stands out hugely as well. Wow. Okay. Do you ever purchase an album after hearing it at a listening party or even before a party? <laughs> a bit of both. I mean, I think when it comes to artists who I did that with the Working Men's Club album, actually. Yeah. Bought the album, but I didn't listen to it until the listening party. Ah, so. very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the case of Thurston Moore's album. Yes. Yeah. I instantly purchased after, after the listening party, yeah. which was, that was, a, oof, what, a, what a listening party that was, honestly. <laughs> Sirens uh, up there is probably one of my favourite tracks from last year. Absolutely. Wow. I just remember, you know, just everybody was kind of listening in and it was, I can't remember what was before it. It might have been Bicep or someone that was before that particular listening party. And it was just such a change in mood. Yeah. Everybody genuinely blown away by what they were hearing. And it was a long album as well. I think that's a good hour and 20 minutes long uh, uh, by yeah. the fire. So, yeah, that those are certainly two from last year that I can think of. Yeah. Cheval Sombre. I purchased after picking up on it just through recommendation and then yeah. listening parties came thereafter. I was actually convinced, I actually got, got to the point, I actually asked the listening party account, um, did you do because I did recommend it because uh, okay. Tim was asking what we're listening to. But yeah. alas, uh, my my hopes that uh, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of influenced the, the narrative somewhat were shot down when it was actually, I think I believe it was maybe uh, something to do with the, the you know, them actually being aware um, of the artist or certainly the label or something like that so yeah those those are the ones that have certainly immediately spring to mind certainly we're doing my radio show now i will go out my way to to buy as much as i can digitally yeah it's a format that you know basically our station at the moment is still that we've we get some other equipment in so digital is the way we look to go with that so i'll find yeah. myself buying if not necessarily always albums then at least tracks i'll use Bandcamp and i'll throw an extra few quid where i can an yes. artist way even yeah. if it's a key track yeah. yeah very good because as much as i like the physical format you know everybody does it's that whole yeah. idea of ownership over something yeah. ownership. Yes. just with what i'm doing the digital format kind of lends itself better. I do think, right, I can still give something to the artists here. So yeah. because you've got that flexibility as to what you pay, um, I'll, I'll go into Bandcamp. And- Bandcamp is brilliant, though. It's, it's another one of those lockdown discoveries, I think, for a lot of us. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I mean, certainly I hope it's a platform that, that grows and yeah. grows. It seems to be the standout. Juno download as well, if you were doing digital. Juno right. downloads actually meant to be pretty yeah. good as well. I was okay. given the advice to buy Tim Burgess's track that was remixed by, oh, oh my goodness, your name's gone. Andy Vettel. Ah. <laughs> I was advised that, uh, not to buy it from Amazon because I couldn't find it initially on the day of release for some reason. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. So um, that's actually quite a good site as well. But um, yes. yeah, certainly um, the bank account's taken a bit of a hammering. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did before, you know, I, 
I don't know if I'm one of these people who, when Spotify became the thing, streaming became the thing in general, it's like, this doesn't feel yeah. right. No, <laughs> it's like, don't get me wrong, I'm like anybody else, I love it, you know, everything's there now, but from growing up in the 90s and always spending money in music, just going through this phase of where it was never, no longer that much of a, a requirement, that much of an investment, because let me tell you, I'd spend way more than what the £120 a year it would cost for a, for a Spotify subscription on yeah, music exactly. yearly. Yeah, absolutely. The 90s yeah. And early 2000s. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it, sporting then? But it's a um, yeah. convenience factor for, for listening party times. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. But, I mean, certainly, just with my own situation at the moment, you know, looking to get settled again and stuff like that, I mean, it's something that I'll be reinvesting in, I think, quite yeah. quickly would be physical formats again. Okay. Uh, but yeah. whatever you can look to do it, I think I think yeah, supporting artists, even at the best of times, is vital. But certainly now, Absolutely. you know, yeah. while things do get back to normal, there has been a lost year or so for a lot of these artists in many regards. Oh yeah, yes, very yeah. much. So. Like to do my bit. Do you intend to go to any gigs by artists featured at listening parties? I absolutely do. Um, it's actually. In fact, it's been the working men's club one's been. I couldn't get a ticket for that, unfortunately. Uh, Looking ahead, primal screen's got to be up there. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to see Ride. I know these yeah. are artists yeah. from my past. Yeah. When it comes to other artists, I mean, certainly stuff like Lone Lady. Yeah. I'd certainly want to go and see you live. Absolutely. And I, I finding myself kind of on the lookout more for gigs than maybe what I was in the last couple of years. Mm, yeah. I think that, there's always those artists who you, you knew were coming to town. Yeah. Whereas now, you know, certainly both combined with the listening parties and doing my own radio show and, yeah. you know, push myself to more music. I'm keeping myself, trying to keep my finger on the pulse somewhat as to, yeah, you know, yeah. town and what else, who, who's going elsewhere that's, uh, that would prove quite a nice trip. So I think the first gig that I actually went to, Suze, I met yourself. Yes, that's true. Yes. <laughs> so that was my that was my first gig back after the, the very prolonged period of lockdown and it was it was actually the ideal break-in gig I thought you know just for getting used to it again very beautiful venue oh lovely um, venue yes good to finally meet yourself and others of course you know yeah you know it was just a fantastic evening and yeah certainly got the bug again and I've got the charlatans <laughs> to in December yeah yes yeah coming very soon yeah yeah, I think I think this is one of the um, things about the listening parties when you learn so many new new artists that you just have to go to so many more gigs. And, whether, um, they're, whether they're down the road or in yeah. across the country <laughs> to another country. Yeah, and, exactly. And, <laughs> and you two have certainly been doing a bit of travelling. Yeah, yeah, so, so, oh, yes. so far. <laughs> well, yeah. it makes makes up for all the time of not travelling, doesn't it? Yeah. You have to, have to get back in there. On the subject of travelling for gigs, what's the furthest you've ever travelled to a gig? Furthest of travel to a gig would be it's kind of weird. I mean, there was one I went. I went uh, the year two thousand. I went to Ibiza. We actually booked it up, but yeah. we booked it up with a purpose to go and to to see Moby. Oh. Yeah, uh, it wasn't Moby because it, it wasn't Moby is going to be at a club playing records. It was an event called Renaissance. It was okay. at a massive club in Ibiza called Privilege, wow. and uh, Moby was playing. Um, I think it was at the first night or the second of these Renaissance events. Wow. So he kind of headlined it. Yeah. Um, so that's the furthest I've probably travelled, knowing, you know, yeah. like, this gig. although there was a holiday component to that. Yeah. Right. Other than that, I would have to say it's Manchester. It probably would be Manchester. I've been to Manchester twice. Yeah. So I went to Heaton Park in 2012 uh, for their sort of comeback gig. 
What a weekend that was, let me tell you. And I uh, went to see them at the Etihad. Was that 2017 now, I'm thinking? Yes, I was there for that one. Yeah. Hmm. Sunday night, I went to that. That was fantastic. Public Enemy were supporting them as well. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. You know, Etihad's a fantastic venue, actually. I'm, I'm not one for stadium gigs at all. Yeah. Believe me, I'm not. I've, you know, I've been to Hamden and stuff, and I hate it. But the yeah. Etihad seems like it's built to accommodate such events and you know that was a fantastic evening yeah it was indeed have you had any big disasters big disasters uh nothing truly to be honest with you nothing truly stands out on a personal level i would have to say the the stone roses gig uh, at manchester was also my mate's bag weekend Ooh. Um, oh <laughs> so there was let's say there was plenty of uh incidents uh, not necessarily involving myself but <laughs> Certainly involved, um, maybe being a bit too inebriated, needing oxygen. Oh, <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Uh, somebody falling asleep at the venue and waking oh, no. up at four in the morning, pitch black in the middle of Heaton Park. Oh dear. Oh uh, no, they missed I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, they were at the gig and they yeah. went, said they were going to the toilet, and I'm not going to tell you where they ended up falling asleep. But, in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> And basically, nice. <laughs> that was them for that was them missing for that was the best. That was nearly twelve hours they were missing, and we oh. did had no idea where they were. And then they just walked in because a, a couple of us were staying at a Holiday Inn, yeah, uh, near Manchester Airport. I'll I'll, I'll I'll not say his name, but he walked <laughs> at like five a.m. when we were kind of having a drink, kind of trying to kind of wind down from the gig slash you know where is he. Uh, and he just wandered <laughs> in, just like I, I, I fell asleep. It's like, where did you fall asleep? Like, at, the, at the gig. So, like, did you see the stone roses? No. Oh, <laughs> oh no. He said, oh, he, spent, he said it took him nearly two hours to get out of Heaton Park because it was pitch black. You know, it was everything, lights out everywhere, dead of night, and he couldn't mm. find his way out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, other than that, I've not got any specific disasters that maybe unless it involves me being too drunk to remember certain gigs or something but yeah. um, <laughs> I mean we're going way back if we're talking about that what's your favorite revelation or surprise fact from one of the party guests I would say Tim sharing that how high was actually his take on the Wu-Tang Clan oh yeah oh uh, because when I listened because when it was playing I remember he tweeted out going ah this is my you know because I remember reading his book yeah, and he was, yeah. he was really, really into um, the Wu Tang Clan. I don't even know if he mentioned it in the book, but I just remember very distinctly him saying during uh, uh, the, I think it was that list, was it the listening party? It was one of the singles listening, singles albums listening, but Milton oh, yeah. Pot maybe. Yeah, and he mentioned it, and I, and then it was just listening to it. It's like, all right, I get it, you know. And <laughs> I found that I just found that quite a, you know, a really fascinating revelation because. It's not that I don't think that uh, artists who are in one genre can't be influenced from that from another, yeah. but it really just struck me immediately. It's like, all oh, right, you know, definitely you can hear it. You know, the the, the delivery's cheap. You know, there's a change of delivery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stuff and it's you know, I just found that one quite quite fascinating with regards to the entirety of I'd say all of the Echo and the Bunny Men listening parties. So you know what yeah. Will's had to share, share with yeah. us about you know, the engineering side of it. Yeah. And okay. um, certainly just about everything to do with Loveless as well. I have yeah. to say, uh, 
recently. Those uh, especially loveless, I have to say, because it was just, you know, it's like, wow, you know, I probably, <laughs> probably nerded out to that one. Yeah. I think it was so many, um, because it is such a, oh, what an album, loveless yeah. is. It's impossible to choose, but what's your most memorable listening party or parties? First of all, go with Working Men's Club. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because it just, it spoke, that, that album spoke to me yeah. in a way. And I think it was an album I needed at that time. Yeah. Again, I, I say this as somebody as a kid who grew up in the 90s, you know, and I don't think Working Men's Club sounds like a 90s band necessarily, but it had that energy. Yeah. You know, it was like, hearing, for me, it was like hearing something like the Stone Roses for the first time again. Yeah, wow. Albeit, yeah. you know, a very unique take, very yes. different style yeah. obviously but it was just like all right here we go again there is a band out there you know that are just speaking to me oh, much like the stone roses and the charlatans and ride yeah. did back in the early 90s so yeah. absolutely and that 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 one stands out i have to mention margo the reason for that one is i was familiar with the album but it was seeing everybody else's reaction yeah you know everyone's yeah. like i can't believe i've never heard this before no, exactly. and mm. So many of us, yeah, so many of us had never heard of her before and we're just just amazed. Yeah, and I just, just the warmth that, you know, that that came from, that that, that, that I I witnessed there. Mm. It was was, was a Thursday night as well, I remember as well. So everyone's kind of getting ready for the weekend and, you know, Margot's tweeting away and she was was in her 80s and stuff and she had a bit of humour and stuff, a bit of humour to what she was saying. It just, yeah, I love her, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, hugely <laughs> missed, and but you know, I think certainly those two would stand out along with probably the My Bloody Valentine ones because those, as much as you know, I grew up with those albums, yeah, it was a case of they hadn't been available on so many, you know, streaming, and a lot of people just hadn't heard, you know, My Bloody Valentine, and yeah, just been able to, and it's quite a coup getting them such a quick turnaround for a listening party. Following yeah. the announcement that everything was coming back to streaming platforms, but more importantly, they were releasing you know full analog versions of of all their material yeah. again. So yeah. Yeah, those those are ones that are, those are all particularly memorable. Which replay would you recommend to someone who's never been to a listening party? I'm going to see Lone Lady again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there is a there is a, the reading aspect of uh, you know seeing the process. From somebody who, yes. it's not so much that we're just starting out. You also get the visual aspect because she has, she's got a real eye for. I think she calls it. She she refers to it as a sort of urban decay. Yes, and there is, you know, pictures, you know, both from um, our our recording. First album was in the warehouse in Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And then I think for Good Hinterland, space. she actually went to the Midwest in America to do some recording as well. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Into Detroit and Michigan and places like that, and I kind of love. There's something about the Michigan scene from the 60s and stuff I love as well. And yeah, that kind of a whole urban decay thing, that really speaks to me, you know. And she is, she's, she's just, uh, she's very thorough in, in what she had to say about yeah. the recording process and her inspirations. And yeah, yeah, I, I would certainly say that as a great intro for people to learn about, because I, I think it would prove an introduction in yeah. more ways than one for folk, both with regards to the listening party format and maybe to the artist. So yeah, definitely, I, yeah. I think that... That one in particular ticks a few boxes for me. The best listening parties are the, the ones that provide a good a mixture of pictures and memories and as well as the technical aspects of production as well. And just great music. I'll say Tom Jones as well, because I don't know if it proves to be the case, but maybe my maybe his reply to me will be on the Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> on <definitely>. the replay. <laughs> 
And if we to go back a couple of uh, a couple of questions very quickly, I've got to mention Mogwai has been a standout listening party as well. Okay. Yes. Night before they got number one. Fantastic. Yeah, amazing. That's right, wasn't it? Yes. There have been many amazing album covers featured at the parties. Do you have a favourite one? I hate to be boring here, but I, I have to say Loveless again. Oh, okay. Okay. The cover for Loveless, when you hear Loveless and then you look at the cover and go, ah, right, okay. <laughs> it is. It's just that 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 image, that colour scheme, just that very, dis, you know, can't quite make out it's a guitar, but then you realise it is. Yeah. yeah. It just marries up with what that what that album is perfectly. I have to say, being Scottish, I'll have to drop a Screamadelica in the mix here. That's just that's an absolutely iconic sleeve. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Those are two, and they're both creation. Oh yes. Creation yeah. uh, artists as well. Both creation releases those. Uh, so those two definitely huge bias. Um, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I probably there is probably many others, that, many that have been proven proven new to me. But those are two. They're just favourites, so they, they are. And imagine your um one you chose to put on a cake might feature as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Work at men's club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my sister and Michael baked the cake there. Yeah, I was actually tracking that. It was. I don't know if I told anyone this, but I said to my sister because she actually had that baked a couple of days, a few days in advance. Yeah. It's like you know uh, they've got a remix album out. You could do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not. That's that, that one took absolutely ages. I am not yeah. touching that. <laughs> which I, I thought it would have been cool but there we go um it was still uh, uh, that was great as well the birthday was the birthday yeah. celebration that was amazing was wasn't it yeah, yeah very yeah. special yeah. day yeah who's your dream listening party guest or guests oh i think it would be the birds oh, i don't wow. know how i believe roger mcguinn and david crosby are on twitter i don't know if they're speaking to each other okay i believe chris hillman is i think there's an official birds account mm. But I'd like a double bill okay. of <laughs> their, their first album, Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then probably one of the most important albums of my life, and it's always, always going to make me think of my, my late father, would be The Notorious Bird Brothers. Okay. Which I, is an album that all I would say is if you are a fan of the Stone Roses, that sort of 90s, uh, you know, Manchester, the Manchester scene, that sort of guitar music. Listen yeah. to the Furious Bird Brothers, and you'll just hear the not not only the influences on the Stone Roses, but the Smiths, so many others. Wow! Yeah, sneak one more in. I would say Velvet Underground and Nico as well. That would be heavenly to have that as well. But I would certainly, I'd certainly love a Bob's one. Yeah, ah, good. Bill. Oh, that's good. Excellent answers. We've not had those before. We've had many silent parties of artists who've passed away. Do you have one that is particularly special or stands out? You just know the answer to this one. Yes. It's Margot, you know. Yeah. I've got to be honest, I really felt that last week. Margot was, you know yourselves, when I was doing the playlists and stuff and doing the radio show, Margot was about, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was always, like, retweeting the show link when she was featuring on the... Yeah, she was featuring on my wee Sunday playlist consistently. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, it's wished me a happy birthday. It was my birthday. You know, it wasn't even like something that uh, you know, I said something. She just, yeah, just out of the that's room. fantastic. Yeah. Logged into Twitter and she wished me a happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, she, she she was fantastic on social media. Yeah. I really felt that loss last week, and yeah. I, I actually said to the listening party account, I just said, you know, thanks for that because yeah. it is an album that was worth revisiting, albeit you know, re, you know, as another means to, to help introduce people. Yes. Margot's work and it's just unfortunate it came about that way so soon after when they had in was that January or February but yeah it was yeah, quite yeah. Uh, early I think that one yeah. and it was something that I'd done my, I'd done my wee bit of 
much research I went through Margot's Instagram feed and that's where I kind of grabbed some images from that as well just to kind of give folk that were listening just an idea of the the appeal that she has for so many because there's one if there's one other thing I would say about Margot was talking purely because Margot is a very secretive, very private person. Yeah. On her social media interactions, see if somebody done a cover of one of her tracks or, or anybody had anything positive to say and stuff, Margot would go away and repost and retweet stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and yeah. She's, uh, she's going to be sorely missed. She really is. Yes. Yeah, it was a lovely, uh, lovely tribute to her. People loved it. I mean, people loved getting together and hearing the, the music again. Yes, it's a wonderful album. Take a Picture is an absolute masterpiece, in my opinion. You'll hear the influences. You could go and listen to something like Broadcast, for example, other sort of uh, neo-psychedelic stuff. And yeah. Certainly Sunshine Pop that came after that, and Margo's all over those. What aspect of attending listening parties do you most enjoy? You guys. Hey! <laughs> I mean, that's no. it. The, the occasional artist interaction, you know, directly yeah. with you is fantastic. I, mean, yeah. I know it's, I mean, it's, social media can get such a bad rap and it's all, it's just dopamine hits, but it's music's one of these things, it's a very personal thing. So when you say to an artist, you know, I just want you to know this song, this track, this album means so much to me, and they'll come back to you going, you know, thanks very much, it means a lot. Yes. You know, I, I think that's fantastic, but I will say, it is, it's the people, it is the people yeah. who have met along the way who have made it, you know, it's 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 gone it's gone beyond what its original intent has, let's be honest. It oh, was definitely. all about yeah. you know, it's locked down, we'll try and keep each other going, we'll listen to some music. A community is formed around it. Yeah. And uh, I've I've met people who don't frequent that many listening parties. Yeah. Still through the listening parties and through what we could call music Twitter in general. Yeah. It, totally. It was a revelation with so far to my Twitter activity. When it's not that I wasn't following music artists and stuff before, mm. but I realised that see if you just focus on the positive. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter gets a bad rap. They all do. But I say to people because people don't get it because they go, oh, Twitter, it's all public and stuff. It's like, we'll see. Yeah. When you're, when you're in a public platform, if you've got self-awareness, you'll, you'll always look to project the best version of yourself. Yeah. And if you surround yourself with like-minded people, yeah, you won't get stuck don't in a rut. Yeah. You know, you won't, yeah, you won't of see any trolling stuff or stuff that will infuriate you. Just surround <laughs> yourself with artists and like-minded people. Can't go wrong. And I would say <laughs> music Twitter and certainly without shadow of a doubt, the listening part of the community can yeah. genuinely offer you something because it is that we've all used the internet in different ways. For myself, I used to use a lot of forums and stuff as well for other hobbies. Yeah. And we'd have music threads, but people would talk past one another an awful lot. Yeah. Right. Even when you're talking music. Whereas what the listening parties allowed allowed for is here's what we are listening to. Yeah. And everybody yeah, it's, it's current in that moment, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So everyone's exchanging an opinion on the same thing. Yeah. Or it's like, all right, yeah. instead of going, all right, I'll listen to it later, I'll remember and listen to that. It's yeah. in the moment, you know. And it doesn't matter whether you're new to it or it's one of your old favourites. Everyone's the same. We're all in the same listening yeah. moment. Yeah. Zero snobbery. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's just uh, everybody's welcome. And yeah. in, in, in some Indeed, cases, yeah. I think there was a Nirvana, the Nirvana listening party. Yeah. One of my followers, basically, somebody I follow, she follows me, and she said, this is the first time I've heard this album. Yeah. And it's like, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I just keep on, I kept on meaning to it, but I never got around to it, but... I'm doing it now, and it's like... And there's nothing wrong with that. It was just amazing that we all shared that moment with, with that person. The same with the, see, My Bloody Valentine stuff. I know a lot of people were new to that. Margot yeah. again. You know, it's yeah. like you almost get a bit of envy. It's like, I wish it was my <laughs> first time hearing that. Oh, definitely, yeah. 
I think the journey's a uh, part of the fun, though, isn't it? Yeah. There, there is actually there is stuff. Don't get me wrong that you hear and you go, I wish I did hear it at the time. Or how am I only hearing this now? <laughs> but there is also a lot of joy and pleasure to going, all right, I can go back. We can go back 13 years here with these listening parties and something's new to me. Yeah, I've not heard yeah, it all. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that the, the same goes for things like genres that maybe you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like this and you listen to yes. it. And, and what is a kind of collective, you know, as a collective, as it were, you know, listen along with the community and you even if you're not taken to something completely and you're seeing somebody else's passion for it I yeah. get a lot from that as well yeah yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you've had parties where it's there's been a lot of people who are a little bit like oh I'm not sure if I'd like this but because you're all experiencing it together yeah it's 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 a, c- a completely new way of experiencing a new genre or a new new yeah. artist and you know if you were listening by yourself you'd probably turn it off you wouldn't get to the end of the album probably yeah but if, because you're listening with everybody else you're discussing and reading other people's comments it's the artist or the producer's given us facts for every single track so you've got something yeah. to focus on of course time. yeah even if if the, the music itself is not your cup of tea mm-hmm. you know you i've found that many times i've been so interested in reading what the artist is saying you just have to read it because yeah. it is really yeah. interesting stuff yeah there's so many aspects good things about the listening parties yeah yeah i mean that that's the big one touching on there it's probably going to uh, prove to be it's going to be it's going to actually prove to be the, uh, an answer to the question that you have for me um, <laughs> at some point but yes it's the it's the, there's an education and i think it helps train the year I either yes, yeah. there has been artists, been albums that I have not been sure of that maybe I found by myself, and there has been a listening party. And even if I listen to the album and go, I'm still not sure of it, I feel as though my ears getting trained to something. Yeah, it means to say that I will deviate a little bit off that little bit more from what I'm used to. Mm, that's good. As I look yeah. to more, uh, whether it be other genres, other sounds, or just other vocal deliveries, sometimes you know. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. that does work. I can get on board with something like that. Or yeah. that's one that that's been the big thing for me. Is that's that educational aspect of it. Yeah, me too, definitely. Yeah. And uh, what you're saying about Twitter being negative earlier. I mean, I up until sort of end of last year, I didn't really follow any music things at all on Twitter. Did that on Facebook or other places. Yeah, it's a, a revelation, really, isn't it? This whole community exists. Yeah, it's it's a great example of how something, you know. Not judging some a book by its cover, because I do. I have conversation with friends, and you know, if there's other communities I'm in and stuff, and you explain it to them, and they do. They immediately think, ah, social media. You know, don't know about all that, and it's like, well, seriously, maybe give it a try, or just just try and listen to albums again. You know, and that's that's what I always say to people. And I remember I wore it as a point of pride a couple of months ago. It was just in the conversation. It's like, uh, you know what? I've listened to a thousand albums in the last year. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, and then you break that down. Well, it's just, it's just short of three a day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I dare say for like yourself, Suze, who's been to every set, who's attended every <laughs> single one, those are the listening party albums you've listened to. You've listened to yeah. other albums. There's been loads of stuff that's not had a listening party yet. Yeah, maybe not so won't. many, but yes, there has. So I was just kind of, it was a rough estimate. It's like, hold on, I've done this amount, maybe this amount of listening parties, but I know I've been listening to a whole ton of other albums <laughs> over this last year. And it's like, 
it's as I said to one of my friends, it's like I feel like the sixteen year old me again when it comes to music. It's not that I'd kind of it's not that I've fallen off, you know, it's not that I've fallen off in my love for music. You know, anybody who knows me well would tell you that, but it's it's certainly it's opened a lot of other doors, you know, be it with regards to what I listen to, yeah. Or certainly in the case of what it's allowed me to go on to do at the moment. How amazing that we've made a podcast and a radio show based on that. Yeah. Opportunities have just taken us to those places. It's yeah. mad. Give a massive shout out to Mr. Duffy, David Duffy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who it was himself because I wouldn't shut up about the listening parties on my, my Facebook <laughs> feed because I don't know, I don't really use Facebook, but it's like sometimes I'll use Facebook in the way that you shouldn't use it. I'll use it as a blog sometimes, you know. Okay, yeah. So I was like, oh, right, it's this listening party tonight. I can't believe how good this track was. Yeah. And David was picking up on it, going, he's listening to loads. He has listened to loads of music on it. Yeah, I wouldn't have had a radio show if it wasn't for Tim Stewart and listening parties. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and you wouldn't be speaking to us now. Or we wouldn't be speaking to you. That would be the biggest loss. <laughs> okay, so here's some quick fire questions. Do you wait for the party or have a sneak peek if it's a new album for you? Uh, I will, it's a bit of both. I'll wait for the party if it's an artist who I know I'm going to have an investment yep. in. Yeah. Uh, if it's an artist, I am, it's not that I'm unsure of, never heard of, maybe I'll have a wee sneak peek. Okay. Um, okay. Just to kind of, you know, just that little kind of taster, just go, okay, right, this is what the vibe is going to be. But I do think that that kind of blind listen, uh, there's nothing quite like it. What's your usual favourite genre, music genre? Oh, I think now with the benefit of hindsight, it's probably psychedelic music in all its forms. Yeah, okay. Um, so that would be psych rock and, you know, certainly you're, you're even even stuff like, I think even post-rock's got psychedelic elements. Okay. So, you know, loads of different electronic and that. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have a favourite or usual room to listen in? Well, I'm kind of uh, currently primarily based at my mother's at the moment so I actually find myself in my old room where okay. I did a lot of where you know in those formative years of, of really getting into music so I'm back in that space <laughs> quite often which is you know it's quite oh, the nostalgia waves let me tell you um, <laughs> yeah. certainly set, you know certainly with certain albums it's like wow you know I, I'm listening to this again and you know it's 30 years ago I was sitting here doing the same thing you know so it would it would it kind of varies between you know you know, when I'm up when I'm when I'm up at my mother's it'll be my old room and certainly the living room. And do you listen on headphones or or out loud? Headphones. Headphones I just feel recently it's like as I listen to more music, I just I hear I really, really want to hear everything now. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I don't th- here we go. Sorry to nerd out here. I don't think speakers are what they used to be. Or certainly on the devices that I've got. Yeah. yeah. You know. Certainly, a phone speaker's not going to cut it. No. <laughs> um, my laptop speakers, as low as I've got quite a decent laptop and stuff, still not anywhere near as good as what my old Sony system was like mm. back in the 90s. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. TV was, my TV's all right, but again, it's like, you know, I, I do miss, I do miss the old stacking system and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, headphones seem to be, seem to be the way to go for me. Okay. And streaming vinyl, CD or cassette? Vinyl would be my preference always, or just just a physical copy, should okay. we say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Vinyl, vinyl, vinyl is um, vinyl's. It's great that vinyl's coming back. I suppose it's not so great. I've got a thing about the prices with vinyl. Yeah. I'm one of those. I'm yeah. a bit of a grump about it because 
it's like I used to pay less than a tenner for all this stuff, guys. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like you know we're pushing thirty pound now and stuff. I don't think it's, it's it's great that it's back, and I hope that you know just things settle down for everybody that it doesn't become as pricey a format, shall we say? It becomes more attainable for more people yeah. because vinyl. Yes. Vin- Vinyl's an investment in more ways than one. You know, you want the equipment for it as well. But I do prefer, well, I prefer that physical copy yeah. experience. Um, okay, I yeah. will use streaming. And I think streaming, I can understand the artist's woes with it. But yeah, it's good. It, I think it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's great that everything's out there, but there, there is certainly downsides to that. With regards to the listening parties, it's ideal, let's be honest. Streaming yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. makes it doable. Yeah. yeah. Of course, well, you can yeah. do both. You can listen to it first on streaming, then go and buy a copy. Of course, point. yeah. <laughs> Always encourage that. Or the other yeah. way around, buy it in advance. Um, especially when there's a record put on double vinyl, it's a bit stressful at the party, so it's easier to stream. Have you not got the two? Have you not got the ones and the twos there, Suze? No? Just got yeah. it ready to set up the, the, the decks there. No, no, no. Got side two. I don't know if it's a double album, it's just a nice <laughs> no, seamless just the transition. No, <laughs> And also the gaps are different on vinyl, so you get left behind. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that crackling pop, though, I just thought. Yeah. I miss that. And could you sum up Tim's Twitter listening party in three words, please? A wonderful education. Yay. Of course it is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of, I think that's the big takeaway. I have, I've, I've, I've taken so much from the last, what's that, 18 months now? Yeah. Yeah, 18, 19 months. It's um, it's brought so much to so many people yeah. at a time when we probably needed something to take our mind yeah. off the world. But as, as we were uh, discussing earlier, it has grown into something else. And I think yeah. that's the one thing with the replays and all that being there. It yep. is a wonderful resource now. It's legitimately a wonderful resource. I would yeah. steer anyone who's unsure of music and goes, oh, well, I think I know what I like. And it's like, if you just want to go and learn and just, you know, just go and hit, go to that wall and pick a random listening party and just go and listen to an album. Yeah, that's they're great. They're all there. Randomizer. Yeah, and there's stuff that's documented there as well. You can read along and you can get to know processes. You can get to know the artists a little bit as well. Yeah. Maybe it'll, yeah. Maybe, you, you know, maybe it'll help change your mind on certain stuff. Oh, it has, definitely. Here's a fun question for you, Alan. Hey. If you could be a dessert for a day, which dessert would you be? do do do, do banoffee pie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I see that. Uh, yeah, that was quite an instant reaction. That's just that's the one thing I look for. If I'm going to have a dessert eat it when I'm eating out or anything like that, it's like an offer pies are there. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's quite a bit of an offer pie. Okay, enjoy a day of indulgence. <laughs> <laughs> Each week, we ask our guests to give us one track of their choice from a listening party for our Spotify playlist. Please, can we have your choice? You certainly can, and I am going to. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to do a little switch here because I did hint to use that I was going to pick Working Men's Club and Angel. If I may say, the reason that I was going to pick that is because it's the first track I ever played when I got some radio airtime. Yeah. It was the standout track on that album. Okay. And uh, that listening party, uh, Suze, that yeah. I famously went tweet tonto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to pick Sun by Margot Gurian. Okay. Because okay. I just want to kind of I just want to dedicate something to Margo there, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, that's that's the playlist that you've got. Yeah. It's a track that I used as a bit of a go-to mm. when we were starting the show up again. And then okay. you show up again. And uh, yeah, so without shadow of a doubt, I'm going to go with Margo Gurjan and Son. Lovely. Yeah. A big thank you to Alan for joining us this week. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. And uh, just again, just like to say, I love what you're doing here. 
Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> ladies, again, it adds to that educational element as well. Say, and it's just a lot of fun to hear from folks who I feel that I've gotten to know yeah. over the last yeah. year or so. So onwards and upwards there. And yeah, thank absolutely. you so much for having me on. We've finally done it. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening. This is Listening Party Revelations podcast. Please subscribe and follow our Twitter account at LPR Pod. Thank you very much for that. Bye. Bye. <laughs>